0: Hey guys, welcome to Cafe Booleans for the, what will it be like that, 18th or the 19th of May, whatever today is when you're listening. The 19th. It's that day. <laughs> yeah, it's today's day. Mid-May. It's today, today's day. <laughs> and uh, we're here with the crew, we're here with Costa, Susie, Alex and I'm John. Uh, we may have some other people joining us at some point, uh, but to start us off today, Costa going to tell us some cool stuff about Batman and Superman.
1: Yeah, I came across this a couple weeks ago, but have been out, so I'm back, and I'm back to talk about some awesome stuff. Um, Batman and Superman is actually set to be in the public domain in about 10-ish years. Um, So I've been going down this deep rabbit hole of finding things that are in public domain, um, and I came across this article uh, from 2019, but going over how... Uh, a lot of uh, characters and a lot of really popular IP uh, is set to go into public domain in the, over the next like ten years. So, uh, The Great Gatsby is one that went in into public domain in January twenty twenty one. Ernest Hemingway's The Sun Also Rises in January twenty twenty two. And interesting, the interesting one that I found was how Superman and Batman. Um and a lot of early looney tunes characters will all fall into the public domain between 2031 and 2035. Now, I think the the, the law uh typically was I think it was a, about 70 so copyright law is like 75 years or some some uh, yeah. set amount of years after the author passes away, uh it, the the work becomes public domain. But obviously in a lot of different States in the U.S. and a lot of different countries. You've got big companies like Disney who just keep, you know, fighting to to hold on to that um, that intellectual property. Uh, so it's, it's it's always a bit of a, a battle. But if if all things kind of go as they should, uh, Batman will open up in yeah 2031, and and Superman 2035, which is just huge. Like Disney's Snow White as well. Um, these are like big, big properties to be going public domain that people can just start, you know, uh, messing around or doing their own interpretation of it, which, which is really awesome. Um, and this kind of ties into another article I found recently, uh, specifically around Mickey Mouse. So in 2024, the copyright protection for Mickey Mouse will expire. And this is the, the copyright for the original, uh, Steamboat Willie animation, um, which will be in, in public domain, freeing it for artists, creators, and everyday fans to use it in their own creative work. So this is a group of uh, lawmakers in the US who have vowed to oppose any effort to extend the protection, which has already been extended twice since oh, the wow. original expiration in 1984 um, as a way to punish Disney, <laughs> which some conservative politicians have cast um, as an outside... Uh, outs, uh, you know, huge cultural force, um, which they say, you know, has a progressive agenda. So there's a bit of <laughs> politics at play here. Um, Damn, social but, justice
0: warriors uh, punishing Disney. <laughs> yeah. They're,
1: they're, they're trying to basically introduce this legislation to strip Disney of, of copyright protections this year. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's quite a bit of, like, politics at play here. Um, and, and it's quite it, – it's interesting at this time because, you know, People are also talking about what the what is the value of this intellectual property in this day and age, um, given that Disney now you know isn't just you know the Mickey Mouse Corporation. It's got Star Wars, Pixar, uh, Marvel. You know these huge properties. So really, you know, people kind of are posing the question. You know, who still cares about Mickey Mouse these days? You know, has it been as has it been really utilized by Disney? I mean, in the past, you know, twenty years as it, as it has with, you know, Star Wars and, and all these other, um, like Buzz Lightyear and all these other big brands as well. So, um, is it as significant today as it was 50 years ago? Who knows? Um, but I'm really just keen to hear everyone's thoughts on what we can do as game developers, you know, as this, uh, as these IPs open up, like I'm just so keen to see, uh, the creations that will come out of out of these public, IP, you know, these IPs going public, and, and yeah, do you guys have any thoughts on where you would take something like that? You know, what what kind of idea would you want to spin if you didn't have any, you know, legal repercussions of using these characters?
0: Yeah, uh, the one that jumps out to me is Batman, because we've seen, I mean, in movies we've had Dark Knight, and you know, the Batman just came out uh, this year. Um, and in games we've had arkham city arkham asylum all the batman stuff coming out so it's a very very alive ip probably stronger than it ever has been so that that's the one i'm really interested in does that mean that anyone can just make their own batman games or is there is it in use enough from uh these publishers that they still have a pretty good legal grounding to sue you if you try (laughs)
2: yeah that's interesting because like in the article it says that um, that after 2024 Disney won't have copyright protection from Mickey's original incarnation, but they'll still own copyrights for later incarnations of the character. So does that mean like you can do like, Steamboat Willie type Mickey, but you can't do like recent Mickey. Maybe you could only do Adam West Batman, but you can't do.
3: Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: like new Batman.
0: Best kind of Batman. I mean, if, Adam, Adam West, if you're listening, we know that you're not the very first incarnation of Batman. You're not quite that old. You're
2: the just the
3: coolest.
0: <laughs> <like>. <laughs> no, it would be the. You'd be mean, unless they got uh, Spotify <laughs> in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> is it a, the very first Batman? It was be like dead. the old line drawing comics one i was gonna say <laughs> yeah, in underwear but yeah. actually that was adam west as well i think so you're right mm. it, it would yeah. probably be i would assume the original comics
1: like the original original uh, yeah. drawings and that kind of um, stuff of of batman
2: what's it called like that probably, comic like
1: the the amazing. other interesting one that means, I, means yeah oh sorry go on alex no, no go on uh, I was gonna just say that oh, no, it no, it's
4: all right. I, I resolved it in my head anyway.
1: Uh, I was gonna say that a good uh, example, actually, that I have come across has been Wizard of Oz. Yep. Um, so the original books have come into public domain, but the the movie still is not in public domain. So people have done uh, their own versions of the uh, of Wizard of Oz based on the the books but not the movie so i think the way that you can kind of draw the line is whether let's say artistically say characters are very similar to how they look in the movie versus you know cuz the book is obviously open to interpretation there's uh, you know there would be descriptions on there but aesthetically it, it it is tough to kind of draw the line as to to where it is um but but we did see like there was a movie i i, I haven't seen it but i don't know if you, any of you've seen it there was like a a prequel uh Oz, to Oz film with was it Return to Oz? With uh James Franco, I think it was. Um and that was actually made by Disney, whereas uh The Wizard of oh, Oz, wait. the original movie, was made by MGM. So, you know, these are different you know, they they took the public domain of uh of the Wizard of Oz books and made that movie. Oh, so it wasn't Oz the Great based, and based powerful. on Sorry. the movie.
0: Return to Oz, Oz the was Great a and Walt Disney movie in the 70s. Mind j- no, uh, Oz Great and Powerful was also made by Disney though.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah. It, it's it's an interesting one. I want to see like a Wizard of Oz think- MMO or something. I feel like that would oh, be- really
0: Oh, cool. that, that lends be so itself cool. to open world. That would be so good. Yeah.
2: And I feel like the Cuphead- yeah, Dams really want to get would
4: really want to get their hands on the original yeah. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Off oh, the shore, Steamboat uh, Willie. I'm I'm gonna have the uh, the the controversial opinion, um, which is <laughs> I don't want anyone to touch these things because like, um, all right, like, Disney, you know, it, it's like the. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that big pile of money in the background has got nothing to do with this. Um, no, it, it's it's uh, a. It, to me it's because it's like it's like those old rock stars right like you know we see the rolling stones they're like they're got to be 80 years old they can't move like they used to and it's the idea that like nothing can replace them it's like well what came before them like you're saying like we're never going to come up with a new cartoon mascot that's going to take over the world again like it feels like you know copyright should be um the natural life cycle of the product and now just come up with something. Like the oh, developers come up with something else. Like when you said um uh Wizard of Oz, you know, use um become an MMO RPG, that's cool, right? But I think it's because the Wizard of Oz IP hasn't been run into the ground. Like mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. has his face on literally everything. Like there's nothing left to do for him. Same with Batman. Like, I would want to see devs come up with with new things. I think I think the idea of saying now anyone can use these things. I think it's it's probably like, you know, um, I don't think anything will happen so much with it because I think, you know, uh, like people could could do whatever they want, but I don't think they're going to want it. I think they're going to want to make their
0: own, own stuff. All right, Alex, yeah. I'm going to quote that. you on, on the interview you just did on the most recent Live Williams where you said, uh, still like oh, an shit. artist... <laughs> and he said <laughs> <laughs> no i <laughs> no, no no that was because someone
4: was talking about ripping off the podcast and i was like he said good artists still and i said no they don't i said good artists take inspiration from a lot of different sources but see, that's including things the in the public spot. domain
1: <laughs> that's that's the beauty of public domain is the fact that's that you take can inspiration derive, <laughs> you can derive from it and 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 it doesn't it's not like you're doing, you know, Wizard of Oz the, a copy but you can take it in whatever direction you want without having uh you know the permission of I mean the the author's the author who wrote it has been gone for so many years it's like something that was done in, you know, ancient Rome it's not like People yeah. derive so many things based on that, but it's it's not like you're blocked by doing that, and you're inspired by that. Like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you know, based in ancient Greece, like they have all these philosophers in there, and it, it's you know, living, breathing world, and um they're not blocked by anyone to to do that. Like they can take yeah. it in whichever way they want. Yeah, and like, when the Great Gatsby
2: I'm oh, sorry, when the Great Gatsby went out of. Uh, copyright protection last year um i i read this article that they had a whole heap of book companies releasing new versions of it and there were like abridged versions and edited versions and like apparently they were like so like a lot of them were just completely missed the point of the book and there was yeah. one that just was like only half of the book and then it just didn't have the second half
0: mm. <laughs> wait as in I- they just released the first half re-released it
2: yeah, they just like you know <laughs> did a hundred pages or whatever, and they're just like we're out of ink or whatever. Like ship it. <laughs>
0: oh <my laughs> that's God. funny, but see, that's- and
2: it's still called the Great Gatsby. Like yeah, that's part of the thing,
0: of the- though. The yeah, downside is not it, it? it does. I mean, it does dilute the original content a bit more, but it, it brings it more into public consciousness, kind of thing. It's like if you think about Santa Claus. Like I don't know who came up with the idea of Santa Claus, but like it's 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 like it's huge in public consciousness especially in the west kind of thing Mm. so uh, like like you said the ancient greek tales and everything like that and Mm. that's why we're seeing all the new incarnations of it um and Mm. i think it is important Mm. i've heard some people say that it shouldn't even just be you know fiction and stuff like that but even some people suggested we should do it with laws as well um that you have like a time Mm. frame on it because they when they're made it's like they're made for a certain culture at a certain time and they work well in that culture mm. and then if you're 100 mm. years later it can actually then start holding you back kind of thing 100% mm. agree
1: yeah another one that That's went into public domain was uh, 1984 as well which was an interesting one that, mm. I think that went into uh, public domain last year so
3: 2021
1: oh, wow. yeah well and yeah I'm, I'd be, I'd love to see different incarnations of that in a in a video game format that would be awesome we've spoken I think we've said before that like we'll do a, a 1984 um, a game jam or something. Oh, like someone
0: mentioned it in a in, in oh, the yeah. Discord. oh yeah a
2: dystopian jam yeah
0: yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've never read that book but now it's in public domain I'll just read oh well, you're I'll living it you're living it John <laughs> look I'll just go read the release that's the first half of the book and say that yeah. I've read the whole thing <laughs> <laughs>
2: I feel like that book's nah, like yeah. if you're okay with a, like a negative ending, read that one. And if you want yeah. like a positive ending, you should read Brave New World.
3: <laughs> oh, that's is it? like, okay. yeah, yeah, that's kind yeah, of yeah.
2: The, the cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: cool.
4: Actually off topic and I can't divulge it, but there's a movie out at the moment called Everything Everywhere All At Once. If you haven't heard about it, go watch it. I've heard it. it's really good. Like don't go into it, not see anything. It's, it's, it's roughly to do with what you're talking about Susie just then, mm. but yeah. oh my God, it blows your mind. That's awesome.
3: Co cool.
4: oh we have we have someone join us in the cafe. I heard Sean whisper he has
0: a cunning plan before we I do yeah I do <laughs> Ooh, are you willing to share your cunning plan Sean Please. I am actually oh okay <laughs> here's
5: my thought here's my thought like so for me I'm coming at this 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 whole topic from like a, a standpoint of like like video games that I love that are dead. Right. So, rather than Batman or Mickey Mouse or whatever, it's just these these video games are left to die. So here's my thought: I understand like Disney's point of view, like we don't want other people to be able to monetize Disney because he's ours. But Disney, Mickey, even. Um, but what if there was no restriction on fan work? Right. Maybe you can't commercialize it, but they have no legal ability to come after you for creating that fan art because that would allow us to, you know, make that fan art of Mickey or Star Wars or whatever or, you know, reboot that game franchise that has died for the past 20 years and everyone's happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Konami a- should
2: be listening really carefully.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there like a legal precedent if it's a parody or satire or something like that? You can, I, You could try getting away with it. Um, though I, I don't know if Disney came after you whether you are still good, but d- d- depends how deep your pockets are yeah really. <laughs> pretty much
5: <laughs> that's <what it> is. <laughs> whether you want to fight a DMCA claim or not
4: yeah, yeah. that's right mm. yeah the, the big actually, one
1: actually it's funny how you going Alex so it's
4: funny you mention that because um, like it only got made to my brought to my attention about a student uh, was talking to me about this that um, there's a whole group around preserving fan works, like and having them considered to be like just as relevant as the actual works and things like that. And it's something I just never even thought about and considered. Mm. So yeah, I, I could I could definitely see that.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: the one I always used to come across was um, like I was a huge fan of Stargate, and there was never really a game that ever got released. There was like three that got cancelled. Um, mm-hmm. But seeing fan games always popping up, like every now and then, um, almost all of them would always shut down because oh, of, a, you know, a request from the, the, mm. com- the company that owned the license uh, to the, you know, to the franchise. And that would suck because these people really wanted to, uh, you know, see a game, like a video game based on that franchise, and it just kept getting cancelled and, and it never happened. So... Yeah, yeah. I, I 100% agree with, with Sean on that, with uh, having fan games based on IP or
5: whatever it is. So
2: Yeah, yeah and like Firefly, that was a big one too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like no season two, no one's...
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mentioned the idea of like a 1984 jam mm. or something along those lines, and, and I don't have that for you, um, but I do have a game jam for you. Oh,
0: all right, um, let's hear this. Woo. You'd Ooh. like to hear about that, yeah.
5: So... Um, the first, possibly the only, but at the very least the first Adelaide oh. Game Developers South Australian Slam Jam is coming oh. up. Oh,
0: Slam Jam.
3: Oh. What's a Slam Jam? Slam
5: Jam. <laughs> a Slam Jam's like a normal jam.
0: It's just, uh-huh. <laughs>
3: it's
0: just like a normal jam. It's just a normal awesome. jam, yeah. But with a name that rhymes <laughs> and is
5: catchier. But with a cool name. You know, coming from like a big a big lineage of of, uh, of game jams in Adelaide, um, there's obviously Jamalade, which is around for quite some time. Um, and, you know, that has a catchy name, so I thought Slam Jam. Slam Jam. Why not?
0: That's great. Rolls like off yeah. the tongue, though. You know, you bring up a good point. Like, game jams could have very easily just been called game slams. Like, I reckon that would have worked. <laughs> but hey, there you go. You, you're bringing it all jam. together, Sean. Nice. That's
5: it. That's it.
0: So we're looking Sorry, at... Sorry, what's the... Uh, yeah. Yeah,
5: so it's in about a month. Um, mm-hmm. June 17th, starting, kicking off. Um, doing something a little bit different than I think most jams in that it's nine days long. Yep. Which, for people who do like Global Game Jam or Ludum Dare and stuff like that, that sounds awful. Um, but the, uh, the idea is that you're not actually expected to jam for nine days. Uh, it's a bit more of a, it's kind of providing for people who maybe can't spend one weekend or the other. So there's two weekends involved in that. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's
2: a really cool idea. Yeah.
5: Um, and yeah, the idea is you can spend as long as, or as little as you want on it. You know, if you want to spend a night on it, cool. If you want to spend nine days on it, even better. Um, but yeah, not only games, but also, uh basically any game related. Um, So if people with the musical inclination want to make some sort of game soundtrack piece, they can do that. If you want to make a piece of 3D art or something like that, that's cool as well. Um, Obviously, the focus is games, it being a game jam, but I really wanted it to be open for sort of anyone in the sphere who doesn't necessarily have the coding ability to make a game um, to be able to join in even if they're not on a team.
0: Yeah, that's really Uh, cool.
4: I think you've been saying like you even saying if you don't finish it, that's okay to just work on something.
5: Yeah, pretty. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, obviously, the, the best case scenario for a game jam is you make like a little prototype and you know, you've got mm. something cool at the end. But at the end of the day, like having that excuse, having that like um, almost social pressure to to work on stuff, um, I think is a is a big yeah. benefit of, um, yeah. of of
0: game jams. Sorry if I missed this, Sean. Did so you we, did we, you say there's a, a presentation or anything like that at the end? To when people have made these the games or the products, is it a, is there a place where it's shared at all?
5: Yeah, so it's hosted on itch, so there'll always be the um, itch kind of jam you can go to and see all of the submissions. Yeah. Um, awesome. And the cool thing about itch is that it will let you host. Um, well, I don't know if it directly lets you host things, but you can pretty easily link things like, um, what's it called? Sketchfab for like 3D art. And um, I think you can embed oh, yeah. SoundCloud and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, the, the plan is to put a little like showreel together of everything at the end. Um, that'll just be on YouTube. So, it's yeah, awesome. Awesome. Easy to link, but
4: nothing too special. Um, and so, if it's going for nine days, is there like a, uh, a hub? Like, People to get in contact and uh, yeah. Like,
5: so um, so we've got a channel on um, the Adelaide Game Developers Discord, um, which you may or may not be able to see right now. Um, I think all of you can see it. I don't know if anyone else can. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? Which, we're, we're not privileged.
0: Will be, <laughs> we're one of the people. <laughs>
5: <laughs> which will be there for um, yeah, everyone just to hang out and, and post what they're working on and you cool. know if they need to find. Find some team members they can do on that, um, but we're also offering a matchmaking service um, now. I'm not expecting a huge amount of people to join in on the jam. Obviously, I'd love every single developer in Adelaide to join, but that's that's
0: probably not likely. All um, right, sure. you know what you have to do is you have to promise free t-shirts because <laughs> this happened at the last jam and we didn't get those Honestly, free t-shirts. We're
2: still waiting. <laughs>
3: that
0: sounds cost prohibitive. Uh, <laughs>
5: yeah <laughs> um, but yeah so we're, we've got like a little matchmaking system so you can kind of sign up and, and put in like what what you think your skills are in terms of game dev and how long you're willing to sort of put into it and we can try and throw together a team based on that but obviously that'll be dependent on how many people sign up to that
4: Um. yeah yeah should and, be good um, is there, is there going to be a a theme or any any little yes. special things See, themes are
5: always uh, yeah. that contentious topic with game jams, right? Because, because you either you either love the theme and immediately have an idea for it, or you sit there racking your brain for like five hours after the jam starts trying to work out what you're going to do. Um, <laughs> and so, I like to be less prescriptive in in what you're doing. A lot of like the Ludum Dare kind of um, themes are very specific, like there is only one or something like that, and you can obviously take that wherever you want to go, but it, it, it's. Um, it kind of leads you down a certain path. Um, so the theme won't be very prescriptive. There is a theme um, and entries will be expected to sort of meet that theme, but it's so broad that how they do that is totally up to them, right? There's a few different definitions for the theme that's in mind. I'm not gonna spoil it for you because um, we'll do that when the jam starts. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting. It'll give people some kind of easy options if they just kind of wanna just kind of do the theme and then go get back to what they're doing. Um, but some interesting ideas there. Um, but I do like it when it is a little bit prescriptive sometimes. So we've got this concept of mutators, which I've stolen wholesale from uh, Unreal, <laughs> um, which are these prescriptive elements, right? So um, if you choose, it's totally optional. If you choose to sort of engage with one of these mutators, um, it has some very specific um impacts on your game design or, or what you're working on. Um, I could, for example, um, maybe I'll throw one out there. Um, mm-hmm. For example, I'm just trying to bring it up now. and I should, probably should have prepared for my own jam. Um,
3: <laughs> and we're talking
5: in hypotheticals here. Yeah. A-
2: yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, <so laughs> one of them, which I think is, is pretty interesting, actually, so I'm, 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 I'm happy to put it out there, is uh, RTFM. you may have seen on forums when people are asking for help, Um, stands for read the uh, (coughs) manual.
3: Uh,
5: And basically, the the, the mutator is the player must reference a document outside of the game to progress. Oh, that's cool. So think of... um, That is so cool. uh, Stop talking and everyone explodes. Is that what the game is actually called? Uh yeah, I think yeah. so. Yep. You yeah, I'm talking about the one yeah. with the bomb, and everyone else is going to help you defuse the bomb because you can't see the instructions. Using that
3: the kind menu. of idea. Yeah, that's
0: um, cool. Yeah, oh. and that ties in really well with the whole public domain thing, actually, because then you could reference <laughs> those things.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In order to progress, tell me what like the third pixel on Mickey's Mickey's boat ride is on frame six. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's great. <laughs>
0: Let, let's get our fact checkers it? on that. <laughs> <laughs> They're <laughs> working background, <laughs> right I guess. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. That's
4: like uh, that's the reason why I couldn't finish Metal Gear Solid back in the day because I had a. Uh, well, I didn't have just the version I was playing. Just wasn't legit, <laughs> and uh, you had to find Meryl's codec on the back <laughs> of the CD case. And I didn't have the internet back then, and I didn't yeah. finish that game for six years. <laughs> Classic. I always loved the old like DRM
5: that like old games yeah. had where you had to fill in something from the manual I, I say like I didn't actually like it but it's nostalgic it's,
3: yeah. Uh, yeah my, my, my favourite like,
5: like the code breakers is, yeah well I had, a, I had a game where you it was literally like a like a, a Russian like like bomber simulator from like 92 or something um, and the the code was in Russian so you had to go like in the manual and like translate the question in order to actually access the game in oh, the manual wow. which was yeah
3: oh, yeah
5: as a, as a you can't do those stuff. anymore like,
4: yeah I bet you, you just can't do that anymore because before the games even come out there's YouTube videos on how to beat the game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's <true. laughs>
0: everyone gets it early you know it's funny we were talking about educational games last episode there, there's one for you I f- feel like it's probably maybe yeah, not good Russian. taste at the <laughs> moment <though>. <laughs> <laughs> fair Yeah. Fair. I don't know whether they still use that
5: bomber just to be clear <laughs> oh that's alright then <laughs> I assume it's out of oh, service yeah. these days
3: <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Um, With the jam, are there any uh, limitations on people who can enter? Like, can new devs enter? People who maybe haven't done a jam before?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Basically, anyone who who wants to do something vaguely game-related can jump in. Like, obviously, it it, it can be hard for, like, a new developer who, you know, maybe hasn't hasn't made too many games or hasn't done a jam to, like, get the confidence and jump in. But... um, sort of one of the things I would emphasize is like, even if you are like following a Unity or an Unreal tutorial, as long as you can kind of, you know, bring that theme in somehow. And, and with this theme, it would be pretty easy. Um, like to sort of, just so you're sort of still kind of swimming with everyone else, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It can be like a good excuse to go in and finally like do that story that you wanted to do yep. or or whatever. Um, but also like, if if you don't feel like if you want to make a game and you don't feel like you have the skills to actually pull it off um you know that's the perfect reason to sort of jump onto a team and um and work with other people um because there's there's like there's no prizes there's no rating system there's nothing like that um it's not it's not competitive so uh, i think you'll find a lot of people will be happy to take new developers on um or artists or musicians or or whatever sort of join the teams and make some cool stuff
2: it's very cool
5: um,
0: yeah mm-hmm. I love that I love that just getting should, everyone involved we should do a yeah
4: we should do a playtest at the end of it like um Ooh. unless you have one, if, if there's not one planned yeah we we should we should definitely do that mm-hmm. yeah definitely not
5: nothing planned at this point um obviously it'll come down to how many submissions we get um but yeah, right. yeah love to have a uh, have a, bit of a have a bit of a play, see what's going on. And, and I am even, intending yeah. to... Even though Sean
0: said to, there's no winner on the Boolean show, we're going to pick a winner. There is <laughs> <one>. <laughs> no, no No, 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 not at all.
5: I mean... You win the bullshit
0: <laughs> award. Yeah, probably. it's, yeah, it's, it's the, uh, the Boolean's choice. There will probably yeah, be the, uh, the game's so hard that none of us can beat it award. That's generally yeah. a good one because none of us are that good at games. <laughs> but
3: yeah, it's like every game for me. <laughs>
4: yeah should be no, good no that's that's, that's that's exciting so um, uh, because it's Thursday as we all know absolutely um, at is. the moment um, so it's been announced so yeah uh, definitely definitely keen to see who joins head to the uh, the AGD discord um, and go to the AGD, AGD slam, slam jam, jam channel. channel that's it slam jam channel slam jam and um, you get your slam jam
0: yeah. on yeah oh man it's making me want to get like team shirts or jerseys or something I don't know yeah, yeah. Sure some jerseys
4: yeah. some basketball yeah jerseys.
0: now Sean I did not put them up to this to gonna, say you're going to spend the, the nine days just making uniforms and then like the last yes. 30 minutes making art just to submit uh,
5: Alex and I have been talking about this uh, Alex designed the logo for oh, it oh serious um, nice one of, his, one of his many talents um, oh thank you so we've been talking about shirts but yeah like i said we'll see we'll see how many people uh participate before we start cranking out the merchandise um,
1: We need yeah. shirts a team dance a routine yep yep uh-huh. and then the game. And the,
0: the, <laughs> the, the game the game look a good game's built on a solid foundation of a good team yes. <laughs> <laughs> or or if you're doing solo, then just make your own shirt and that that's the solid yeah. foundation <laughs> that's that's the next GM, I, yeah. Right? the shirt jam the, sh- the, yeah, sh- the, yeah. the game jam shirt jam
2: <laughs> yeah. oh man I would love shirt jam
0: <laughs> that would be cool oh, shirt yeah. jam. That's so good oh
4: it's like in, in high any, school
2: um... in, in high school I got these like transfers these iron on transfers that you can print off anything on your inkjet no, printer back then and then iron it onto your shirt oh I had the stupidest yeah, stuff yeah. on shirts like.
4: <laughs> oh man
0: I still have a Gwen Stefani shirt. I might have done that too. <laughs> Did you transfer Gwen Stefani onto the shirt or something over the top of Gwen Stefani? No, I transferred Gwen Stefani onto okay. the shirt and I needed four to get it to fit the shirt because I wasn't going
4: to just settle for a, oh,
2: that's for great. a small
4: design. See, this is why you're the
2: artist.
1: <laughs> and then you wash it once or twice and it all starts Yeah, I know. Off. It's happened
3: nah, so many times. No, no, no. I've had mine for Jesus. nine years. <laughs>
2: That's what are saying for
0: sure? Did you oh, just, just not saying, wash your
5: shirt? Just saying it was on your mm-hmm. uh,
4: your school uniform, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 totally, yeah, yeah. My my, my school is atrocious. They gave up by the end. They were like, "He's graduating soon." I have stories
0: about that. <laughs> <laughs> was it just like a potato yeah, sack sewn together or something? <laughs> <laughs> I had duct tape around one of my shoes
4: and you could hear me coming <laughs> from I've ages I've done that away. before, it's the and worst. And they didn't care. Uh, It was a literal electrical tape. And I was in year 12, they were like, I'm not buying new shoes. It's not like I'm going to go work at Foodland next year and I need black office oh, that. shoes. That'd be it's, like, oh, it's
0: not like I'm going to ever need shoes again.
2: <laughs> Who needs shoes? As soon as
0: I graduate, I'm done with shoes forever. <laughs>
4: You're going to work in Elizabeth. That's it. Uh, All right. So, um, as we know, because it's been announced June 17th to June 26th, get your slam jam on. Get
1: your slam jam on. Yeah, what's the the slogan? Is it get your slam jam on? Make Um, game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's
2: welcome to the slam Jam. Yeah. Come on and slam.
0: <laughs> come on, come on. Come on, slam.
5: Come on and slam. <laughs> Actually, if you look at the bottom of the page, um in the FAQ, I have included some um some karaoke lyrics that you can drop to the oh, quad yeah. DJs for do, the jam. Do, uh,
1: <laughs> do you get an award if you uh incorporate that little Is it public IP, yeah? yeah. Is it a <laughs> public <laughs> domain? <demo? laughs> I've no idea how hard it
5: was for me to... As soon as I sort of came up with the Slam Jam concepts to not just make this a Space Jam (laughs) game jam. Um, So I've had to extract a lot of basketball references out of what I'm doing. Um, There are still some in there. Particularly in the uh, the
4: Mutators, you'll see that. I I was going to say the... um what were the name of the aliens in Space Jam? The, the ones at all The Mutants?
3: Monsters.
4: You'd have them on like, every one of them is a mutator. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's right. The monsters. That's
0: it. Yeah. Cool movie. I know. Genius. Look, if it makes you feel better, Sean, I, I got uh, the Tune Squad basketball jerseys for my volleyball team a few years ago. And we just played <laughs> in those. And um, yeah, Looney Tunes. Uh, was it Warner Brothers? Didn't come after us. Yeah. <laughs> Now they will. <laughs> now they will. Oh, now yeah, they're is is the they coming. Right. <laughs> cool.
5: All right. Well, I better disappear. But um, hope you uh, hope to see you all
0: in the gym.
3: We will definitely Make see you there. Thanks for that, either. Sean. Thanks, all you, Sean. Thank you.
4: Catch
5: you all later. See ya.
0: Now, Costa, you were telling us about because we we're talking about public domain and you were talking about preserving <clears> games and stuff. And I saw your next uh news article here. <laughs>
1: What was that? Yeah. So, I don't know if anyone's checked out... (laughs) That was me, just laughing. (laughs) I don't know if anyone's checked out... Is it Acme, ACMI?
2: Acme, yeah. Acme? (laughs) Speaking of
1: Looney Tunes. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of Looney Tunes. (laughs) (laughs) ACMI, not ACME. Um, But yeah, Museum of Screen Culture. I didn't know this was a thing, but um, lots of video games being preserved there. I I came across uh, a plug on channel nine from melbourne and just basically them going through the uh, museum and the way they've set that up and uh, a lot of it is around preserving uh aussie games that have come out um you know decades ago now uh so like football like afl there's like a couple of afl games and a couple of different like adventure point and click um games that have you know been preserved there and, and I think some other games I'm, I'm not I'm not too sure because I haven't been there and this news thing was you know quite um, vague with it but there was uh, some NES's set up and yeah just a, seems like a really cool place to go and uh, have a look at like the history of uh, the mm. Australian game uh, development scene and then also just in general like games how they've uh, progressed you know they've got some old consoles set up um, and and. They also have I think again I'm not hundred percent sure on this, but I think they have some kind of cloud service as well um I think it might be local to if you're in the museum, but you can play some games that are emulated on your phone as well they've seemed to set up have set up like some kind of yeah like a like a local That's area cool. um local network where you just maybe sign into something and then play the games on your phone as well, which I thought was really cool and I, and I saw a bit of a technical rundown from i think the maybe one of the the organizers of the museum um and just going into a deep dive of, like the technical infrastructure of how they've set that up with like all these linux servers and this kind of stuff and you know basically a way of distributing all these games uh locally like that to to anyone's phone or any devices that are that are hosted so there's been a lot of effort gone into into this museum and yeah I just thought it'd be really cool to if anyone's going to melbourne go check it out and I, next time i'm there i'm 100% going to check it out
0: yeah that's such a yeah, great it's idea cool.
4: where were you a week ago i just got back from melbourne <laughs> alex ah. you could have gone
2: <laughs> i didn't i forgot to tell you <laughs> the thing that they had there that uh, i thought was really cool was um this game that, like, I'd never seen before, but it came out on, like, GameCube and I think mm. it was on the PS2, and it was by the by Chrome, like, Australian Chrome. Oh. Um, and it was mm. uh, called Tiger, Tasmanian Tiger. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. Yeah, Tasmanian Tiger. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And yeah, they had, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I you know, come game. and
2: play it, and they had a big display of it. And, like, my kid, like, was playing it and was really into it. And, like, it's really cool because, like... I think it's awesome because people who might only be playing current games like if we've got all this set up in acme you can just walk into acme it's free it's in fed square mm. it's like in the middle of melbourne you just walk in and you can see all these cool consoles you can see all this old stuff you can have a play like it's really cool all- and yeah. that they focus on australian stuff is is mm. great i think that's
0: like. awesome it is cool looking at the video right, so there. how they've got so like got that the focus. console in a lit up display next to the screen where you play the game. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah it's, it's
2: actually re- well. really well done. <laughs> yeah. And it has some film stuff talking. too, like as well as game stuff, there's film stuff. And like, I remember when I was there, there was this thing where you could like, um you stood in this box and you did like, you put your arms backwards um, in rapid succession and then it made you in bullet time. Like no, it played was, it
1: back to you, like you that's, that's cool. That's really cool. And it's it's just so uh, awesome, yeah, to see it all set up like that. And especially because, like, you wouldn't even know that some of these games are, are by Aussie developers. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. so much. I know Dan Thorsen's been on here and he's spoken about, like, you know, Star Wars Force Unleashed on the PSP or whatever. Like, I didn't even know that was made
0: in Adelaide. Like, that's just crazy. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, really awesome. It's uh this reminded me of uh recently I was looking for um music that was from one of the old Ministry of Sound CDs. I don't know if you guys remember Ministry of Sound. Yeah. I mean they're, they're still <laughs> around. They still exist, but um they were huge huge all through the, through the early 2000s and I had borrowed a friend's a CD called Discotech and it had like some co- really cool tracks on there. But this was in the period right before like internet youtube was a thing and like back when you know (coughs) limewire and things like that were kind of just starting out um and it wasn't big enough to be like really shared there so like you can't actually find the track i was looking for or like the album i was looking for online and i had to do this whole like investigation to work out who had made the song and then find them and all that kind of thing but there would be the same thing with a lot of games as well where it's like it, just in that pre-internet period and before, mm. and so it could actually be lost <laughs> in history if mm. it's not for yeah. this stuff. So much effort
1: goes into like preserving. There's so many websites out there that preserve games and even even like beta builds of games and early you know pre-release. Yeah, builds. that stuff's fascinating. That's a huge thing. Yeah, because that that just gets lost. You know, in history, like they might have made some design decision and then all of a sudden, like the game's a little bit different. Yeah, when it actually comes out, but that that work that was done previously is just, unless someone backs it up and preserves it, um, just goes missing. So yeah, there's you always- just
4: gave me an idea of how we can do this and we can find life on other planets. All right, let's hear it? it. This is how, okay.
3: <laughs> <coughs>
4: all right. <coughs> so, you know how um, they re- like, whenever there's something of like cultural significance, they got like, like all music and stuff like that, they released the it out and just- disp- Oh yeah, yeah, the Voyager yeah, yeah, yeah. probe with the yep, golden Voyager, record. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So there's like... Uh, I think John Lennon's Imagine is on there. I think some Beatles tracks some you know, a bunch of music. They've got kind music of stuff. from around the world as Here's well. what we do. Yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah. So they release... No, 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 you're right. They release... They do another Endeavor. But all they put on there is Zelda Ocarina of Time. <laughs> and it's a ROM. All right? And then we just release it out there. <laughs> and then in... A matter of time those aliens will be get will get sent a cease and desist by nintendo.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and they'll become the they will find the aliens the aliens will become the best speedrunners in the universe
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: if, if someone's gonna find this nintendo to it's like this giant cannon comes out of nintendo hq and just shoots down the probe <laughs> <laughs> a bullet bill yeah that's a
4: it has to be a ROM. It has to be a not legit version, because if we send them yeah. the console and the cartridge, no harm, no foul. But if you send them the illegal version <laughs> of it,
0: all right. Come back to, clarify, and the to clarify, clarify, <laughs> ROMs are not illegal. They're legal as long as you own the original cartridge.
2: <laughs> but the aliens don't. <laughs>
0: yeah. The aliens well. Don't. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I actually do just want to go back to something you mentioned, Costa, about. Um, these games, like, beta builds that are released. Um, So I know this Mm. is kind of on a tangent, but I think it's really interesting because there have been, like, releases of, like... Like, Ocarina of Time is a big one, and a lot of Nintendo games Mm. and a lot of other games. Um, If you go to the website, The Cutting Room Floor, you can find Mm, lots of really interesting... It's like a wiki for the beta content people find in games. Um, But (laughs) I honestly believe I've learned a lot about making games from watching videos about these... Beta copies and stuff like that. However, you know, often the like Nintendo and other companies don't actually want them to be released out there because it's not the full polished version. So, yeah, uh,
1: another good one is uh, Past to Present Online. Then and they they do a, a good. Uh, I don't know if they they post very frequently, but they used to do some really good uh, breakdowns of of like early game builds. Like there was a really cool one where they did Star Wars Battlefront Three which never got released right. um, mm. and just some like really cool game mechanics in that game that still really haven't come to fruition, like uh, uh, flying like uh, into the atmosphere. to the atmosphere. Yeah. Like that's so cool. Like and in into space. Yeah, in yeah. And it hasn't been done. It still hasn't been done. And, and, you know, just seeing that uh, in a game pre-release and yeah, like that would have been lost if, if, if uh, hasn't hadn't been documented. So yeah, yeah wow. really cool. And, and all those Stargate games that I talked about they're always uh, yeah those have also been well documented about and there's some you know leaked builds out there that people can play and stuff
0: so yeah really cool it it does raise like that Mm. question of like is it would it be helpful for developers to release these beta (laughs) versions of games or is that just shooting themselves in the foot completely and destroying their IP hmm
4: It's a... That's a tough one. That's so tough, right? Because, like... uh, Where do you stop? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm wearing a Hendrix shirt, right? He only... His recording career was only three years, right? But he spent the entire time... He only released, like, officially, I think, like, three or four albums. I think, like, three albums and a live album. Um, And then he died. And like more than I don't know I'm making this number up but it'd be more than this more than three times what he recorded he recorded more of in outtakes and stuff like that and his request was don't release it he was the same as like Prince was the same he's like if I wanted it released I would have released it (laughs) but all the bootlegs that came out of it um, like and all the people it inspired who came afterwards like you know Stevie Ray Vaughan John Mayer, like all these people who guaranteed would have heard the bootlegs and stuff like that. Three albums for Hendrix, considering how big he got, it wasn't enough. Right. Like, and same with Prince, like all these, he's got it in a vault and all this kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. It feels if it's like more harmful, I think selfishly to leave it in a vault where no one can see it. Like, you know, especially Mm. if you have like some kind of gift, you know, like you got
0: to share that. Yeah. I, I Or we'll steal it from you. (laughs) i got a counter example, which is Aphex Twin. I don't know if you guys listen to Aphex Twin music at all, but um, pretty big in the 90s uh, electronic producer. Did real weird stuff, but like pioneer in a lot of electronic music. Um, He got super famous and everything. And then he still makes music, but he's kind of less relevant now. Um, But what he did was he made a SoundCloud account with the username, which is just this random string of characters and released all his unreleased content on there. And we're talking like hours and hours of content he's made over the last three decades. Um, And he basically put it up there and just said, look, I'm putting it up here to save my family the hassle of releasing this stuff in case I die. (laughs) But but he's done it in a way that only his super fans will find it. So you Mm. have to Mm. be researching like his Wikipedia page and stuff to find that he's made this SoundCloud account. And I I think that's a really cool way to do it. Yeah,
4: that that is a cool Because, like I I think, you know, what it means to release something is so different than what it used to be. Like, still on the subject I guess of music, I'll try and figure out a way to turn it to games. But like you know, they spent so long on the track order, not only the track order, what side of a record things were going to be. It had to end on a certain song, like four songs in, and it had was in a certain order, and then that was it. Don't mess up the order. The idea of for them of a compilation or mixing stuff up just wasn't feasible. And then you get stories of um, Adele being like, Spotify, get rid of the uh, shuffle feature on albums because we spent so yeah. long, you know, crafting this this order, mm-hmm. um, which. I would imagine it as a if you're making the music you would feel that way but if you're if you're the fan like you're going to create your own playlist no matter what they'll just create they'll create a playlist with it and then shuffle the playlist so i think you know the way that we consume things is different and i think people will always still have that kind of respect for like a set order or an officially released game Mm -hmm. but it's there's just like you know there's just so much more new ways to release content like you were saying even with you know, hiding it in in certain things, and all that does is strengthen his brand. Like it doesn't diminish from what he released. Yeah, it just yeah. makes you go like, oh wow, look how prolific it was. You yeah. Know? But in
1: the, the thing is, in the context of in the context of games, like a lot of the pre, you know, I've played some pre builds of some games that you know were supposed to get released, and it is is buggy. It's Like it's <laughs> the game developers would like. Sometimes you can't progress any further in <laughs> you know in a certain thing. It crashes. There's mm-hmm. like. It's a whole different experience. That it's just sometimes not playable in in, it. it's yeah. in a state. People decompile it and they you know tear apart the assets and you can look at it in that way. But it's it's not the same as how you would experience the game. So it's actually like unfinished in a way. And it's pro- I mean it's probably the same with music. Like yeah. it's unfinished. Yeah. It's not what the artist intended. But in the context of games, sometimes you actually cannot progress any further. Yeah. Um, in the game to, to actually
0: experience the rest of it. So, it's, you,
1: it's a sometimes it's a broken experience. You
0: wouldn't do it as you, mm. the main thing, though. Like, I think this only works if you've already got, like, a solid kind of uh, portfolio of work. Uh, and it's like, you know, mm. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, you know, I love looking at beta runs because there is that solid mm. full product. Same with Jimi Hendrix because he had those four albums that were solid. That's why you want to. Mm. Same with Apex twin, yeah. you know. You would if someone's just releasing like half finished stuff, it's a completely different story. Then mm.
3: so,
1: sometimes yeah. they want to
0: release it, and they're
1: they're you know bound by yeah. Well, that's true. Agreements yeah. and legal issues and that kind of stuff as
3: well. Yeah,
4: yeah. we well, get the you get the opposite, which is like the Doors, you know. Same same deal, same span as Hendrix, except I think they were four years because um, then Jim Morrison died, but they were contractually. Obligated to release albums for back then they had like ridiculous record mm-hmm. deals and like I think they had to release a new album like every year or two years for the next like fifty years or something like that which is why wow. you always see them come out with greatest hits and stuff like that it's and you're like why it's the same exact same greatest hits and or they'll say remastered <laughs> yeah. or something and it's because they're contractually obligated
0: to keep putting this stuff out well, you know what might work well in games is like the special features on DVDs back in the day mm. for for our audience if if, if you're say, old yeah. enough to remember dvds <laughs> <laughs> um, dvd yeah and, and you know you could switch to like the commentary track yeah I that was, that awesome. was always I loved cool
2: that. yeah i loved that yeah yeah that
0: was pretty cool
1: yeah if there's a way that you I can remember do X- it for sure that would be awesome we can like yeah release that, it and, i was
4: g- yeah because it would release some of the pressure, right? Like, rather than, like, uh, Nintendo and stuff and, like, you know, how rabid everyone went um, when all the stuff about Mario came out and they were like, we can do it, you know, we can, he was meant to be in it. Like, it was, like, always built up pressure over 25 years of saying Luigi was in the game, no, he's not in the game. He was mm. If they just said it at the time, people were like, ah, okay, cool, don't care, after two months, you know?
2: Yeah. As a kind of
0: meta yeah. thing here, have you guys played The Beginner's Guide? So, yes, yeah. I think so. so this is a video game, but it's
2: spoilery, isn't I'll, it?
0: <laughs> I'll try and do this and not, no, not spoil away. It kind of takes that co- concept of a audio commentary on unfinished work, and it makes it the actual game itself. Um, it's a really cool experience uh, if you have like two hours to spare. Just play through it. Just don't ask questions. Just play through it <laughs> and uh, embrace whatever reaction you have about budget- this.
4: <laughs> Mm. Is that the bunch of different games that someone made? Yeah. Like yeah. their journey through game development? Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I have played this.
3: Have
2: Is it? Um, yeah. It's what's his name, isn't it? Um, yep. Stanley <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stanley <laughs> Parable. Yeah, Stanley Parable. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> Mr. Parable. Dave, Davey <laughs> <Was> it? <laughs> Dave, yeah, da- that's right. Davey yeah. Reiden, yeah. I wanted to say Will Wheaton, but that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well it's it's made by davy redden possibly play the game (laughs) yes (laughs) maybe (laughs) all right we should probably keep moving on susanna you've got a article for us don't you about uh children becoming more intelligent oh yes what's this
2: speaking (laughs) of playing games When, uh, I'm going to go back in time and tell my parents this sorry, cool, but uh, anyway, a bunch of researchers in, in Europe were looking at uh, children's intelligence levels, um, correlating to screen time. So they looked at children who watch videos online, um, socialize online with like chats and social media and stuff, and then playing games on the screens. And what they did is they looked at them at age 10 and measured their IQ, and then they looked at them two years later. And well, they found that um, watching videos and the socializing online group were, when they first looked at them at age 10, it was kind of below average intelligence. Those who were doing those activities were a little below the average intelligence, but those of, who were gaming were kind of at that average, right? Like just stock standard. but. Then they followed up two years later and they found that the children who played more video games at 10 years were then way more intelligent after two years. So they found a child who was in the top 17% in terms of hours spent gaming like who were playing more games than anyone else in the top 17 percent of those playing um, had increased their iq by about 2.5 points more than the average child over two years so you know like it's 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 academic-y but what it says is they can't prove without an irrefutable doubt but their statistics suggest that the more we play games, the smarter we are.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Young me would love <laughs> yeah. to hear that. Yeah. Right, I have to ask. I know, right? I have to ask, what what does 2.5 points of IQ get you? Like, what is, yeah, what is like the how superpower exactly much contained with
2: yeah. Well, IQ points are in, um, usually they're in, it's out of 100. It depends on the scale used. Yeah. Um, I think they're 90 is normally average for an adult.
0: Uh, 90
2: um, to 100, so I think, that's Nine into hundred, yeah. So I think the children's version they do they scale it like that. So I guess it's it's not a huge increase, right? It's a slight increase.
0: Yeah, but like, are they two point five? Like, percent. what what does it get you? Are you better at making coffee? Two point five points. Like, You're what is? You're better that? at
2: playing Zelda. <laughs>
3: okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I think it, it's uh, cognitive. Like ability stuff, so like puzzles or you know um, rapid thinking. Because uh, I know that uh, a lot of the IQ stuff, this is like I'm really really bad at this stuff, right? And I'm also really bad at puzzle games, so this makes sense. But you know the stuff where you have to like, they give you shapes and you have to choose which one will go in the gap if you spin it. I can't do that without actually physically spinning the thing, right? Like I turn the map. Yeah. But those kind of cognitive things, they're supposed to be stuff that like puzzle games and that sort of thing. You keep practicing, so mm-hmm. you expand your.
3: your yeah. Brain
2: gets better at doing those things. Because
0: I, I think. So I, I'd
2: imagine it would be.
0: IQ is meant to be generalized intelligence, and I think yeah, what you're talking about, where you turn it around, that's spatial <laughs> intelligence, um, and uh, you've got spatial, all, you've yeah. got all the other specific types of intelligence and stuff like that as well. Which is one of those.
2: It would be great if it showed which part of the intelligence, wouldn't it? Mm. Like yeah, study I mean,
0: yeah, I think I think the idea is IQ is meant to be generalized, uh, but it's it's different again to emotional intelligence, and it's different again to kind of all spatial, that kind of spatial
1: navigation. Yeah. There's all these different things. Yeah,
0: yeah. see, so I would have mm. thought games would have
4: um, upped uh, spatial and navigation because you're they do, at I'm such a sure. young age. Yeah, right, because right, you're. You're looking at a 2D plane, but you're, it's got depth in it. So, your brain at that age while you're trying to figure everything out in the world is interpreting depth already, Like as opposed mm. to someone who wasn't playing yep. games or something yep. like that. I
1: like that this study also uh, acknowledges that they have taken a mix of people from different uh, economic and... Genetic yeah. backgrounds as well. Yeah, that's cool. Which it's really important. They mentioned that it's uh, only a few studies so far have considered socioeconomic status like household income, parental education, neighborhood quality. So this one actually uh, has yeah been done with that in mind, which is really good because they say that genes uh, matter. Uh, they say intelligence is highly, um, I don't know if the words are right, heritable. So you can pass mm. it down through. Uh, genetics and in, inherit intelligence or be gifted naturally. So that's really good that they took a broad slice across all these different uh, demographics as well.
3: I wonder what the, um,
4: uh, yeah, I wonder what the, uh, the, the child therapists think of this article. Cause um, cause you know, this one's saying about kids that are playing uh, average six hours so if it's average six hours, there's got to be ones who are going over six hours, and um, they're saying like, "Oh, it's great, you know, they're, they're becoming so, like they're more intelligent than the other ones," and then they're like, "If you play nine hours, you have a video game addiction." And um,
2: yeah,
3: yeah, and well, that's yeah. a lot different there's like a than
2: this Australian government who recommend your kid has like one hour of screen time or whatever it is. Like it's a so day. minimal. Yeah, like it's it's ridiculous. Like I don't think anyone. Tell, can tell ever me one adult that has only
0: one hour <laughs> of screen time. I know. So like, <laughs> wow.
2: as a parent though, you read that and you're like, oh Jesus Christ! Like, <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: like they, you
1: know. Uh, well, the, and and the, the uh, what I would love to see is like a breakdown of um, the types of games as well, and like the effect that the different types of games have on the uh, on
2: yeah like on the scores. The, yeah, on the I think that's as well. really important. But we've talked yeah. about like how different, like even games like MMOs that people are like, mm. oh, they're all shooty. Like we've talked about how they've got like you know um, reading social. comprehension and stuff. Yeah, in that's the, right. yeah, in the social stuff. Mm. So yeah, that's right. It, it would it'd be, be but, interesting, but
1: yeah, it'd be interesting to see like if there's differences in like social awareness or all these different you know factors depending on the type of genre and depending
0: on type of game yeah, as well. Totally, I'd love to see mm. a breakdown of like yeah, type of game or specific games played and, mm-hmm. like, how that helps IQ and different intelligence. There's a lot of research required for that, but it would be really Yeah, and oh, then you'd have to, like,
2: make kids only play those games. Hey, <laughs> oh hey, little, hey, little John, no, you can't play that game.
0: Like, yeah, <laughs> in, you can only play conditions.
2: <laughs> FBS games. Get I, out of here. I could totally
0: see, like, Epic funding this research, and it goes, whoa, yeah. fi- Fortnite raises intelligence by 10 IQ. and <laughs> Well, it's it's it, it, well, it's
1: interesting because like you've got games like Fortnite, which are pretty flexible in what they're used for, yeah. or like you know they they can be done in any way, like even sandbox games that can be used in any yeah, any way, like you know molded to any genre as well. So yeah,
0: that'd be cool to see. You know what would also be interesting, uh, slightly different to intelligence, but is things like they call it grit and like st- uh, like motiv- oh, motivation yeah. and stuff like that. So mm. like video games. I think can go either way where if they reward you too easily, then it kind of maybe teaches you to not stick with things. Um, and I say that as someone who likes playing things on easy mode. So I'm definitely in that category. So, um, But then you have other games. I've just started playing a game called the Outer Wilds, which I'll actually bring up uh, again later when I talk about my article. But um, Outer Worlds? Or Outer Wilds, no, Outer Wilds. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Released around the same time, <laughs> yeah. completely different games. Outer Wilds, W I L D S. But part of the concept of that game is that it's like a space exploration sort of puzzle game where you kind of work out puzzles and find the story. But um, it's not really super guided. It's like it uses your own curiosity to find out more about the story that as a driving force for you to kind of explore and find stuff like that. And that's very different to you know a very linear kind of game that kind of is single quest after single quest kind of thing and i would imagine that they possibly push you know different kind of uh, growth in that kind of curiosity and grit and that kind of headspace i don't yeah, know your yeah. thoughts because that's a that's no it's an interesting
4: point um mm.
0: all right so, thanks alex so <laughs> my thought is I'm like <laughs> <laughs> anyway thanks for listening to no. cafe boy <laughs> <laughs>
3: You, uh, um, yeah. sorry. Play him
0: off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it on that
4: high. No, note. You, you got. You, you, well, no, you, you both got me thinking, and then I was I was trying to find this um this article to do with it um of is the sky blue when you were saying um you'd have to get kids to only play that one certain type of game it made me think of this article this is my favourite thing whenever I talk about um uh, like colours and things like that to people of like interpretation of the world so there's this if you look it up on Google, it's called, is the sky blue? Um, it's this article about it. But basically what happened is this researcher, um, paraphrasing here, but the researcher didn't teach, wanted to know what like um, impact, like, you know, exposing kids to certain words and things like that would have on them. So he made a conscious effort to not tell his daughter anything about the color blue, did never, never acknowledged it until she got to a certain age. Um, and then he points at the sky and says to her, what, what colour is it? And she had no idea what he was talking about. Like, didn't even recognise that there was a sky there. Like, had, couldn't see anything. And the idea is that blue is only apparent if you're made... If you're, um, you know, told that the colour blue exists. Yeah, well... So... That kind of thinking got me thinking. When you both said the idea of um, you'd have to get kids to only play that certain type of game, then mm. would that just mess up their interpretation of certain things? Of or? Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's so interesting because, like, um, I collect vintage cameras, right? And I got this one um, camera that had it was like a UK camera. And it had a light meter on it, right? Oh, right. And like in um, in photography, we set like the white balance of things. before you take photos. it had um, instructions on how to set the white balance, and it was from the UK, and it said, um, like, you set the white balance to a medium grey, so, like, about 15% grey, right? That's what you want to set a white balance to traditionally. And this said, the easiest way to set your white balance is to point it to the sky. (laughs) Because the sky in England Uh, is usually clouds and is generally (laughs) uh, 15% grey. So the sky isn't blue in England. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Wow. It's geogra- oh, like based God. on the geography of where it's manufactured. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So maybe the
2: sky is only blue. Uh, and and <laughs> I grew up in England too. And the sky, we didn't. People didn't say the sky's blue. Like that's great. in summer. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. It was like a big deal. That, for that's us. A, that's, a, cool. that's a stereotype. Is it actually like that?
0: Is the sky like grey all the time there?
2: Yeah. Wow. Almost every day, it's like it's drizzly. Like you know the weather when it's drizzly. Yeah. That's like standard England weather. So wow. it's usually yeah. great. Uh. And like summer, yeah, like you'll get some blue days and it'll be like, look, the sky is blue. And that's like our big deal. That's like news. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. And what- hey, everyone in the village, the sky's blue.
0: Wait, what, what's different about <laughs> Australia? We have the huge hole in the ozone layer. I just assumed that was the sky, but maybe yeah. that's the huge hole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe that's what's actually what's, blue, right?
4: What's the mental health like in England? Because um, vitamin don't D. Because. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Seattle's got the highest suicide rate of any city in America, oh, well. and they always blame it on the weather because the weather's always dreary and raining.
0: And Fraser Crane is a liar;
4: <laughs> he's not actually listening.
0: But but what if that's your baseline? Yeah. Does it? Do you just become like neutral, that's, and then you come to Australia and you're like, yeah, you're just like happy all the time because there's so much sun and.
2: I yeah, be my eyes were of, like, well. <laughs> yeah, I
0: wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people take like vitamin D supplements,
1: especially oh, in, yeah. in places with vitamin that's that's D
3: because mm. that,
1: that, <laughs> that has a huge um, impact on, uh, I think, I think, I don't quote me, but on with depression, I'm pretty sure vitamin D plays a role. Like, a, oh, wow. if you're low in vitamin D, it can increase your chances of depre- depression or something. So, you yeah. always say that it's one of
4: the things yeah. they outlier from the start, like to. Like, if you're going to get, you know, diagnosed to be, like, clinically depressed or something, they yeah. want to... There's, like, common factors that could attribute to, like, a low mood. So, they're, like, mm. are you going outside? Are you exercising? Yeah, yeah. Once they've cleared those and they're, like, yeah, I'm doing that and I'm still depressed, like, all right, then there's something else going on.
3: Mm.
4: Yeah. yeah. I say that as not a psychologist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and, like, you know, there's places, like, in, um, like, Alaskan stuff, when they don't get the sunlight for, like, X amount of time, they have to do, like, special yeah. stuff, don't they, like... They know people wow. think they're going to get depressed, so they have extra social events
0: and. I was going to say that's quality like that. gaming time. It is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's actually what they- the
2: vampires come. <laughs> well,
0: you know, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but like a lot of speedrunners come from like Finland and like Sweden and stuff like that. And I don't know if I've if it's just like a thing that I've thought, but it seems like it's because it's cold all the time there, and they're just trapped yeah, inside, and absolutely. so they get good at games.
3: So- <laughs> don't
0: don't know
4: through. the warmth from the TV.
0: What you know? What I have a question actually. What what is?
1: You might know this, Susie. Where where is like research in games pushing into? Like, what is there like a general consensus of where it moves into? Or is it just does it just go in every direction? Like, it, you know, is there a focus that generally the academic sphere looks at, or is it pushing towards a certain area?
2: Yeah, um, that's really dependent on the researchers. So yeah. like as researchers, we get to choose our area, like what do we wanna research? And then we keep pushing on that. And then we can connect with other people who are doing similar or different research and then guide it like that. So mm. like, and also like there's trends in it too. Like mm. at the moment, this person's researching this a lot. So I'm reading a lot of articles on this. So then I start thinking about this and then I do something kind of similar. So that there is yeah, stuff yeah. that's trending, but generally it's, yeah, kind of where your interests are.
1: So it's just dependent, dependent on the individual, basically. Yeah,
2: and the um, they're also like, uh, obviously, their university, like whoever they're employed yeah. by, what their interests are. And then if they're funded by like any government bodies or anything like that, like, you know how like IGEA funds yeah, like yeah, yeah. one of the re- big reports and things like that. So those researchers working on that will go down that path.
1: Are there any big trends at the moment, like, I don't know, in Australia of what the focus is or... Is it? It's getting we're, down to the individual.
2: Yeah, we're pretty lucky in Australia because we're not kind of like bound a lot by like government funding, mostly because they don't really, right? <laughs> <like laughs> <laughs> games in general. <laughs> the freedom of not
3: being funded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder but in America, think, is it like
1: mm-hmm. pharmaceutical or something? Is there money coming from a certain area?
2: I know in in Europe, um, particularly Scandinavia, I think their governments do fund a lot of their games research and look Mm. at things like, um, you know, positive societies and gross and serious games Mm. and stuff like that. So they've got a big community for that over there, which they're very lucky.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Wow. It just reminds me of, was it a lot of movie stars in the 30s and 40s were smoking cigarettes and stuff because they were like funded by those companies are we seeing that in video games? are we seeing <laughs> yeah like push this drug and something because oh it's yeah good. uh what, what was it in um <laughs> was that uh it's monster energy That's drink the one in, I'm thinking um, of. Yeah. Uh, what game was that? Uh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. <laughs> Death Stranding. Oh, wow. was, it was like so much monster energy that it was like an item you would use to restore your energy in it. Oh my gosh. Um, it was like a joke like, in itself because they just like slapped it in every frame. But yeah. Anyway.
1: <laughs> like Crazy Taxi. Remember how many ads were in that game? Coca-Cola, Pizza <laughs> yeah. Heart, like yeah.
2: Do you know what was it in like that, that game? That, I like that lost World joke. Like... <laughs> You remember in Wayne's one? Oh, talk? yeah. when he's, yeah, he's like, yeah, 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 everything drama, he picks yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. is a joke. Like yeah, It's yeah, like yeah, that yeah. now.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mario Kart on N64 had like the parody brands. Like um, they had clearly Marlboro, but it was, um, I think it just said Mario <laughs> or something like that. And there was like shell and it was shell oil, but they've got like Cooper shell. Uh. But I'm pretty sure to loop it back to before from beta footage, they'd actually put in like Marlboro and they'd put in like <laughs> Shell Oil. And I think, wow. I don't know if they just done that as a joke for yeah. placeholder, but um, this is also a time when, um, you know, the F1s had Marlboro yeah, on the right. side of the, yeah, yeah, the Ferrari cars. Yeah. The, yeah the, I've, yeah,
2: I've
3: yeah, heard that there's
1: that a, I mean, this is really off topic, but um, the, the advertising, you, you notice that they're still in F1, they still advertise like Heineken um, because these companies have created, you know, zero alcohol versions of it just to keep, uh, you know, being able to advertise at big events like F1, which typically have banned, you know, alcohol uh, advertising because of drink driving. But they spin this whole <laughs> subsidiary that does, you know, Heineken Zero and they can still show Heineken logo at these driving events. So yeah. I wonder if we've seen anything in games like that where,
0: you know, sneaking in, like really bad. You, you, you never know. Like I mean this is slightly different, but I was drinking Seven Up the other day and I looked on the side of the can and saw that it's now owned by Azahi. Which does oh, wow. the Azahi being Really? Yeah. 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 yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
4: It is. Wow. Oh my god.
0: That's huge. No, Seven Up used to have lithium in
4: it back in the day. And it was like it was meant to lift your mood. <laughs> yeah, it's like Coca Cola with oh. cocaine in it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: You know, like today, I was today I actually asked Alexa what co- cola is made of because, like, I didn't know, right? Like, because I was like, oh, well lemonade supposed to taste like lemon, it doesn't, and you know, raspberry soda's supposed to taste like raspberry, but then I was like, well, what is cola supposed to taste like? Does anybody oh, know that's... before I tell you? Yeah, I do. You know? Oh, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. Oh, know.
4: you know. I won't say. It. You, you say it.
2: knows. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, okay. I don't know. You could all three of you tell me. Let's educate okay, John. <laughs> Okay. Not no, all three of you at once. You
2: now. <laughs> I'm waiting for Costa. Costa was oh, no, the do Oh, no.
3: I don't, no I don't let really me just no, open just thought, this really refreshing can of you say Coca-Cola.
1: It, I, 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 yeah. You, you explain this <laughs> easy because I haven't... I've just heard it once like ages ago.
4: I've seen the videos on YouTube of people making they it They try to house. make the original recipe, Whoa. right? That's the one I yeah. saw. Well, and they get
2: them. They Because it's made of yeah. cola nuts, John. Yeah. yeah. Nuts.
0: Cola nuts or colon nuts? Yes. <laughs> Cola nuts. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> well, that's weird. They
0: harvest right? them from old people. <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: is, I donate
2: my body c- to cola nuts.
0: That's <laughs> actually sounds <laughs> yeah awesome. <laughs> that's a lot better than what I was expecting. It's
4: it's colonized but then it's um like c- it's citrus as well. Yeah, you know? like yeah. um mm. there's citrus Nupmare. and there's like these oils and oils. Yeah, all the oils, and so. it's actually it's it's light green in color. Like it's like a washed out lime green color, and then they add the brown coloring in for some reason that makes it better. But Arbitrary it's, reason. There, there was some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon there was because I've seen. I think I've seen those videos that you're talking about, Alex,
1: where people make the original recipe, and I think even in one of them they managed to get the original like cocaine plant. I don't know how they <laughs> smuggled it or whatever. Yeah, but they um, they put it in there and, and yeah. I was just. Crazy. Did they say yeah. if it tasted
2: much like Coca Cola now?
1: I think there was. I think it was way more sugary back then. Oh, it was yeah, like, yeah. I think it was a bit more like a syrup or, or something. I'm not I'm not too sure. It's
0: still. I, I'm pretty sure depending on where in the world you drink it, it's either has sugar in it cane or artificial or, sweetener. And, um, yeah. Well, in it, America, yeah. it's all. I think it's corn syrup. The right.
1: the sweetener versus here, I think we do. just cane, call it co- cane sugar. We should call it corn cola then.
0: <laughs> yeah, corn <Come on>,
2: cola. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's like Actually, the old
2: Audi brand makes, or something. That makes a really good point about it being like different everywhere. Because like one, like one time I was staying in Nepal for a while and I was staying in like this little village and they didn't have like a water supply, right? But they'd get like a clean water supply. But they'd bring in like these big like yeah. casket kind of things of like these glass bottles of cola. Yeah, they did and the same thing go, in go, you go and buy the co- Yeah, and you go and buy the cola because it's like clean and whatever. And then like you drink the glass bottles and you take them back. So, I mean, and it tastes mm, so different. That's
0: bizarre. crazy. I don't know if... I didn't experience this myself, but what I heard was that in some of the north towns of Mexico where there was like water was in limited supply, Coke came in and basically gave them free Coke. Um, and now the country yeah. has a huge obesity problem and yeah. <laughs> diabetes problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's one way to do
4: I heard that might be the thing as well. I was saying... I think it's just in general, it's just like how expensive bottled
0: water is, and then like soft drink is so cheap.
3: Mm. You know, like
0: in
4: certain
3: yeah. ways
0: and things like that. Es- especially in countries like that where you can't actually drink the tap water as well, because that's not safe. Yeah. So you're better off, mm. better off drinking so that alcohol some. or Coke and stuff like that. Yeah. Sweet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is, there, is there like a link here to video games? Yes. I'm trying to think. Is there- <laughs>
1: yeah, the, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, and, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not saying that. I'm no, saying it's that because like, everyone was talking about it, and I was thinking, like, you know, there's the Coca cheaper Costa. option. Uh, but then I was trying to think of it of like, what about free-to-play games? You know what I mean? They, they, they rope so many people in because it's like zero mm-hmm. entry fee. But then they, like a lot of them are known wall. to have, you know, uh, predatory behavior and like loot boxes and all these things that can be quite detrimental to people's like mental health and, and you know, spur addiction and, and like all this bad stuff. So I was just thinking like, is that kind of the, the equivalent of, you know uh here's a here's like a free but bad thing that you can uh play instead of you know paying the 60 dollars or whatever that people pay for for games
4: yeah well having the um uh to go on with that the idea of um because you, you were saying susie you you'd have the bottles and then you return it back to Coke and they fill it up. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's like the idea of um, like Origin or Steam game launcher. Like you can't play the game standalone. You got to go yeah. through their service yeah. and see yeah. all the other offerings. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: all the other offerings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Oh, wow. Well, that, That's just uh, like Gacha games, they call them, where it's free to play and then you got to pay to win and stuff like that. Gacha. Yeah. yeah. Is that what they call them? Was it? Gacha? gacha. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it- they, uh, gotcha? it's like gotcha games like they gotcha <laughs> yeah but I, th- I think yeah. it comes from get, Gachapon I might be wrong here someone correct yeah, me in I was the audience yeah say
3: it sounds but like G- yeah, Gachapon
0: sounds like which great. are those like where you put the coin in and you like turn the dial and it's like oh. a sphere and it comes out and you open it and it's a toy inside the capsules but, or whatever yeah, yeah but you don't know which those one you're going to so get are great
2: aren't they because
0: it's essentially oh, yeah. so real great. world loot boxes <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yeah
1: right um, the best was in uh, in Shenmue has anyone played Shenmue? no you just walk around. It's like, you know, it's like Japan, set in Japan, and you just go up to those and you just twist them. And well, that's like you spend all your money just awesome. getting them. Yeah. That's the you entire That's game like me in Japan,
2: yeah. for real. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, look awesome. at it's it. It's cute. Guns, I need this. Well, was
0: where the whole uh, idea for Pokemon came from, partly as well, which oh, is why they're in Pokeballs okay. that look like those capsules. Smart. So, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to use this as a springboard to the the thing I was going to talk about because it's kind of... Mm. So, Alex, you're talking Mm. about people making games that are worse for us than real life, right? Um, What I want to talk about today Uh, is uh, non-violent video games and one of the games that has kind of spurred this on for me was playing Forza Horizon uh, last night and Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds, not Outer Worlds. uh, (laughs) But... um, If we're talking about Forza Horizon, so that's, if you haven't played it, it's an open world racing game where you drive real cars. Um, I was playing Forza Horizon 3, which is set in the Gold Coast in Australia, which is cool to just be able to drive around. Um, And one of the cool things with that is it means I can, like, drive around, speed around, and do crazy crap and not hurt anyone in the process. (laughs) So this this is one of those things where it's like... If I did this in real life, it would be a bad thing. But people have made yeah. a video game and I can now do that. It, it's great. So, see, though, is, that, is that inherently violent? Do you know what I mean? Are you, are you doing violent behavior there? Or? Okay, no. Yeah. So, we're, I, I will get to the non-violent bit in a sec. But uh, this, the segue is into Forza Horizon. And uh, basically, now this is the stretch segue. <laughs> uh, what I've... You guys might remember last episode, I was talking about Assassin's Creed and they've got the discovery mode in it, which is Mm. essentially like a walking museum tour, except you get to experience ancient Egypt or ancient Greece. And I was like totally excited about it. Um, I went and I played through the entire Egyptian one and it was awesome. And I loved it. And I remember feeling like I just want more of this world. And then I went and played the actual main game of Assassin's Creed origins, which you go around killing heaps of people and (laughs) everyone's like corrupt (laughs) and it's like i was in the same world but just like the people in the world and the actions made me not want to be in that world anymore and so this this kicked me off on this whole thing of like all right let's look for non-violent video games and kind of interesting worlds to explore and that's where i was you know playing forza horizon because it's a cool concept you're racing there's no violence or anything like that um anyway i know this is going around about but um I guess bringing it up, um, again, I think this is another example of how video games and fiction can be a good way to kind of show possible world or possible future for us and, you know, you play in a game, you kind of absorb it, you kind of want to see it more in the real world. Um, How about you guys? Do you play any non-violent video games or do you enjoy them or do you think they're lame or have you seen any good examples of them?
2: yeah well like walking simulators are like my jam, right?
3: Yep, yeah but like
2: mm-hmm. even even when you play walking simulators, there's so many like there's there's quite often aspects of violence in there. like something horrible happened, yep. there was an awful murder, you've got you. So like it is it's really really common. like violence in games is, is huge, right? Like you know we, we know. So I think it's really interesting like even when they don't put violence in a game, I kind of expect it. Like, yeah. so a really good example is Gone Home.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, Which is like
2: awesome, awesome walking simulator. And the whole way through, I'm like, oh my God, something awful happened here. It's insidious. What is it? And then when you find out what happened there, it's not at all like yeah bad, mm. right? Like it's it's actually like a positive ending. But, but the <laughs> but drama you, you...
0: comes from that feeling that there was violence.
2: Yeah. But the, the, the good part about that is exploring the environment and seeing all the things and looking at everything, right? And then, like, yeah. Dear Esther, Dear Esther, again. But, yet, yeah, again, the ending, you kind of go, well, everybody's gone to the rapture, right? Beautiful, beautiful game, amazing set. Yep. But then something horrible happened, something violent happened. Yeah. Um, uh, what's that one I really like? Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch, well, right? Yeah, I, got, Edith Finch, I got Alex yeah. to play now. Oh, out. yeah. Again, so great, but it's got that, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, Everyone
4: has
2: exactly. to... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Same, same with Firewatch, <laughs> which uh, I loved.
2: Firewatch, exactly, I'm now which thinking, is amazing. I'm now, we're talking
0: about all these walking simulators and they all have the same core story. <laughs> we're just, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what doesn't have any violence? Tycoon games. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I used to drop the people well, in the t- water in roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <you were. laughs> but that was up to me. That, I was the violent person in that game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, feel, I feel like most simu- I mean you know without yeah walking simulator that's maybe that's not but like yeah a lot of simulator games that I've played like they're typically not not super violent Game Dev Tycoon I love that game that doesn't it's not obviously violent in any yeah. way mm-hmm. the movies or you know any of those kind of games um or Sims I mean value. you know these games can be violent but they're not like based around violence yeah maybe Actually, that's what, it is. Is violence. what was that
4: I, was, I said before Stardew Valley, but then I was like, "No, nah, Stardew Valley has violence. You got to go down a cave and kill monsters." Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, which is yeah. Just,
4: so out of place with that game. But, and, and and the yeah. thing
1: is, what what is it that? Why is it like? Is it because it creates challenge and adversity? You know, th- like through violence, is. It, but then, what are the what are the examples of, of that not being the main? course like there's still challenge. like forza you know you're still challenging other people so inherently violent yeah yeah to, there's to, no, to achieve that goal yeah so when yeah. i say
0: violence i mean like physically hurting someone like yeah
1: blood and yeah, yeah. well if, w-
0: even if it's <laughs> yeah. cute like stargy valley like physically hurting something and it's like sure. I, I guess i find it interesting because uh you know i've been interested in history as well and there's uh definitely a trend uh, a trend sorry to tell all the stories about the big wars and say those are the things mm. that have shaped the world and uh, which is true in some ways but but i do wonder with like with fiction and with video games as well mm. whether part of that is just because all right we've been telling kind of violent stories for such a long time yeah. it's such a developed story whereas yeah. non-violent stories are maybe underdeveloped
3: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah and then, like if you think yeah. narratively right like it's a, it's the biggest contrast you can get. It's the biggest risk. Yeah. It's the biggest yep. state change from being alive, right? Yep. So narratively, as a plot device, like the risk of being dead or being dead is like huge. Like that's yeah. that's a really strong motivating factor for like somebody to not be that state. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and if something happened, like for for working simulators, like for example, they're like, "What happened here?" Right? Yep. So when you find out what happened here, you want it to be something epic.
3: Yep. Mm, so what I mean. what's
2: the most epic thing? And then also narratively, that gives you a reason that nobody who was there told the story, and that's why you're discovering it. Yep. Two, like, yeah. Too like it's kind of easy, is right?
1: That, like is that is that is that like down to the narrative where it's you mentioned it's easy? You know what I mean? It's an easy thing to convey to the player, but. You could build the narrative in a way where you build the consequences up in a, in a different way, where it's not like some kind of violent yeah. uh, thing that has happened. Like it could be everything's at risk. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I yeah, like Stanley example, Parable. Yeah. yeah, Stanley yeah. Parable, right? I got to play that. I oh yeah, you do have to play. It. <laughs> Definitely to play it. <laughs> yeah, I keep yeah. hearing about like that. Like from a game design perspective, that's like the you know be all end all,
0: pretty much.
3: It's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah. this is by no means saying like violent video games are bad and I'm not saying, you know, they will make you violent and all mm. that kind of stuff. But I guess I'm getting, the older I get, the more I'm interested in video games that use or don't use violence and can create a really engaging experience or story or world. Yeah. Well, yeah. even even adding
1: on to the uh, Assassin's Creed, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey yep. and like the the part that i was enjoying the most was there was a mission i think where i was in a room full of like f- the old greek philosophers like socrates <laughs> yeah. and all these yeah. like playwrights and yeah. like you know ancient greek like icons yeah. and i just loved just going up to them and talking <laughs> yeah. to them and they were like you know talking all just like straight out of you know their books that they wrote yeah. um and and i was just like this is such a big contrast to the majority of the gameplay yeah. in that, where it's just like stealth, kill, kill this, you know, do it in the best way. Like all this, it's just it was such a stark yeah. difference and contrast yeah. uh, with the usual gameplay. And I mean, they
0: do. And it.
2: That's a big thing about like certain. No, oh, to
0: I was just gonna say. Oh, well, you're getting me excited because I mean, I, I was, I've also was playing Odyssey recently, um, along with the yeah. Discovery Tour, and I think, I mean, like Ubisoft um do really well creating that really deep multi-layered world. Mm. Uh, they talk to historians and everything. You know, they have it all there. It's great. Um but it's just yeah, it's it really is the way they kind of what they focus on really shapes the world that you experience. It's huge, yeah. Mm. Sorry, Susie, what oh, were you going to
2: say? Yeah. No, I was just gonna say the thing about like fighting games or like violence in games, like I've never been keen on and that's part of why when I was a kid I didn't really like games that much, because in the 80s, all the games that kind of you could get available to you easily were violent games, right? Mm-hmm. So it was about fighting and shooting, or like I preferred um, you choose your own adventure novels yep. that did sometimes have that, but weren't always that, right? So like more mm-hmm. interactive narrative style, which now we've got games that, that do that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we've got so much more variety now than we used to for that, that kind of space.
4: Yeah, do you, do you guys know... Um, what's it called? Uh, cute Aggression? So it's the idea of like... You know, when you see like a puppy, it can be... Or like, you know, when people see a baby like... And they'll be like, oh, it's so cute. I want to squish it. <laughs> yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like... And they see a, a puppy and they want to like crush it or something like that. It's a thing that got documented a few years ago. And it was basically saying that... I can't remember how exactly they said it. But basically... Um, I think it, it's, it works to be some kind of like evolutionary tactic that if something is just so cute, if you're overwhelmed with like love and affection for this thing, this is not everyone as well. And I think everyone experiences it on different levels if you experience it at all. Um, but it's kind of like to keep you in check, to go like, <laughs> this is too cute. This is too lovely. Now nah, let's hold back. Because like we're naturally like we're, you know... <laughs> Like we come from a violent past, let's say, you know, humans as, as, you know, as in general. So there's this thing, it's, it's called, yeah, cute. I think it's called cute aggression. Um, And it's, it's that balance check of, and and you literally hear parents say it like, it's so cute. I want to crush it. You know, you're like, what the (laughs) hell? Like, are those 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 parents sleep deprived by any chance?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not that great.
4: (laughs) But, um do you reckon there's like i don't know something like, that? like uh like happy tree friends like that's that's a bad example but it because it takes it to the extreme you remember that web comic uh happy tree Friends? yeah no i remember yeah. seeing it on gone, like, sbs 15 years ago oh yeah. yeah yeah it was just that was like incredibly cute over-the-top animals and then like violent things would happen to them or, or something like w- scare, scarring you kind of things right they, they took it to the extreme but not in the sense of like I don't know, like, is it is because you were saying as well in those walking simulators, it always tends to end in some kind of conflict. Is it just that we're just naturally drawn to some kind of conflict? Like, it's not enough for us just to, like, well, I mean, again, not all of us, but, like, is it not enough for a lot of people just to, you know, play a narrative-driven game or something like that? They need some kind of, because, like, you're never the one in a game causing the conflict, but if you are, it's to solve some kind of problem. You know, like yeah. it's never just to cause outrage. There's still rules within the game.
0: But this, this is where I think games are much better at doing kind of non-violent, engaging <laughs> experiences than, for example, movies. I mean, I mean, movies definitely can be non-violent and interesting. But like, sorry, uh, let's talk about conflict. Like, it's, uh, you, you like if you look at sport. Sport is a, it's a non-violent i wouldn't call it conflict i guess it's conflict but it's an engaging experience for everyone playing and a lot of people watching it kind of thing games can do that too Uh, stories like movies and stuff like that it's harder to do without being like real abstract art house kind of thing Um, but wouldn't sport still have conflict because like it's the idea that you might lose yeah yeah well i guess there's a conflict then to adversity, yeah, risk, challenge, and
1: because yeah,
0: yeah, there's always got to be some kind of risk. You're right. It reminds me yeah. of because um, <laughs> someone was telling a story about uh, this guy. He's like a a gambler, um, and he mm. he got hit by a car. And he I'll see if I can tell this right. He, he got hit by a car, and he wakes up, and he's in the afterlife. Um, And he sees a casino in front of him and goes, oh, that's cool. This is what I love doing. Um, This must be heaven. And he goes in and he like goes to the poker table and like they deal out the cards and stuff and he gets, was it, like double aces or something like that, um, like great hands. And he wins and he's like, oh, this is awesome. This is heaven. I love this. And then they deal again and he gets double aces and he beats everyone again. He's like, this is really cool. And then like third time he's like, all right, this is, I mean, this is cool, but it's like, kind of like not that fun anymore and then it keeps happening and he's like I'm winning all the time and he realizes he's not actually in heaven he's in hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like wow. the, the, the whole thing is like yeah you need some of that some kind of risk to you make it s- engaging. yeah
2: but not but, like always oh, yeah. right because this yeah there, there are games where you just walk around or whatever and you're okay with that like yeah
3: but no, it's true.
2: there's something else there there's another motivation there's another player motivation element there yeah like totally seeing all of the thing or, you know, uncovering a thing or, mm. you know, completing the whole map or whatever you're trying yeah,
1: the, to do. Yeah, there's the – I mean, there's that – um it's probably not the best example, but, you know, the – what's the – is it the MDA framework, the, the games theory framework and mm-hmm. all the different types of uh, game players? And I know that's probably not – like, people have said that that's not the best – uh Uh,
2: Jesse Shell's one's better. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. That's the only one I'm really familiar with, but I know there's other ones and it just goes into like the the motivation of players wanting to play the game, whether it's like you mentioned, like completing the map, having yeah. a, you know, a visual sensation. There's all these different... I don't know all of the different... This is a,
2: there's, like, this thing called, like, Bartles Research, and it looks at player types. Okay. And exactly. you can do this yep. quiz, yep. and it tells you what type of player type you are. Like, are you an adventurer? Or like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. are you a person who, you know, wants to complete everything 100%? Are you a person who will, like, wants to break the, the game? Like, are you willing to break the game to win? That's another uh, type yep. of player. And... Yep. So, there's all these different types of motivations. And when people design games, like, you can design for more than one motivation. Like, you should think, well, what if a player approaches it in this way and this way, but you can't, obviously can't always design for all player types. But it's really interesting, right? Like, just seeing how different. And it's really funny because, like, you know, I live with, like, my family and my partner and my son all play games and we all have different player types. Like, there's, like, four and we have, like, three of the four, like... So even just seeing how we approach the same game is, like, super, super interesting. Oh, yeah. Right.
4: yeah. Which one are you, Susie?
2: Um, the adventurer. The, I don't care about nah. the conflict. I don't want to win. I just want to look at the pretty stuff. Like, I want to walk <laughs> around. <laughs> and so this is, like, imagine imagine Bloodborne, right? Like, so this is this is how we approach Bloodborne. So my partner is like, a, I will master this game and I yep. will win it, but I will do it according to the rules. Yep. And then my son is like, I'll look up a playthrough and I'll find the the cheat and I'll find the exploit and I'll you know I'll do the exploits and then I'm a oh I'm going to look around at this beautiful city yeah. oh look I'm dead <laughs> yeah, that's wow. not the game for me that was not designed for the me players <laughs>
4: <laughs> well maybe maybe um, Laurie will grow up to be the the thon one Oh, yeah that would be
2: great and then we'll have all four and then we'll have all four imagine that. <laughs>
0: What, what I find interesting about that is if you look at um, the whole flow state thing, which was, came from, mm. uh, what's his name? Mihaly Chiksen Cs- 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 <laughs> Go find his TED oh, Talk. <laughs> I, I, I've, read, I've read the book and it's very good, very interesting. Um, but the, that whole concept, which is huge in games now, is that it's based on the challenge being just above your current skill level or mm. around that.
2: Yeah, it has to be in the specific zone.
0: Yeah, that's right. And so that keeps you in the zone and engaged. But I find that interesting when you talk about, you know, the player types and then, for example, Susie yourself, where you like to look around and like I also like doing that. It's like what – I wouldn't describe that as a challenge, but it, there's something about it where it's like you are putting in the effort to engage or to try and find something cool. I I, I mm. wouldn't even know how to put it in words.
2: yeah.
0: What's the How difficulty? good are those things
2: like, for that type of player like me, I love the things where it's like, go around the map and find all the tapes. Yeah, Like a Bioshock Infinite thing. Play yeah. all of it, look in all what? the coin machines. What? Oh, that's yeah. so good, right? Like,
1: Sorry, what's the scaling difficulty for a player type like that? Is it just like more things to discover, more intricate things? You know what I mean? Like if you were to have a scale of like difficulty to create, you know, like a flow state. For you as a player in that kind of well, uh, all right. game. What would it
0: Su- so, be? Susie, have you played the Outer Wilds? No. All right. Because, I, again, I've just Can started playing it, but I've look, I've, I was listening to videos on it.
2: I have not I bought
0: it,
3: yeah, but I haven't
2: give played it, a, it. Give it a shot.
0: Because <laughs> from my understanding, this is a game made for you. <laughs> um, <it's, laughs> wow,
2: okay. It's,
0: uh, and, and Costa, <laughs> to kind of wrap it into what you were talking about, the, mm. I, from my understanding, having not played much, the challenge comes from... You explore and the more you find, it helps you to then work out how to solve puzzles, kind of like the old Myst games mm. as well and stuff yep, like yep, that yep, as well. Yep, so yep. it's kind of the challenge is in exploring and then retaining the information and then making the connections mentally. So. Mm.
2: And learning more of the story too.
0: Yep.
2: For me, it's like the reward of finding yep, the yep, pieces. Yep. So I'll go and find more because I want to dig deeper into that narrative.
4: That's kind of what I was thinking. That um, the thon one and the adventuring one, they should kind of go hand in hand. Cause like, it'd be like, oh, while you're adventuring, why, why don't you just pick up that thing right there and grab yeah. that? Otherwise, because wouldn't because the risk factor for you would be that you're, you 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 finish the game and and didn't learn all the endings or didn't find everything. You didn't turn around were, on the first level of Gex and just see yeah. the weird joke on the side.
2: <laughs> they're achievers, the the four player types are achievers, explorers, socializers, and killers. And they have like they're on like an x axis, x y axis, yeah. and then when you do the quiz, it gives you a dot like in that x y thing. So you could be in the middle, yeah. you could have like equal parts for, or you could lean towards one or
1: and this is Bartle, Bartle taxonomy of player types yeah. for those listeners. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, like, there's there's other stuff like this, but Bartle was kind of, like, the first one to do a big thing and, and say, this is your player And
1: player. He, he came out of – it was from an MMO, wasn't it, from what I remember? Like, he, it was some MMO game that they were playing, and he uh, – I don't know if he was a developer on the MMO, but they observed these different player types from that, I think.
2: I think I he did it aware. from a MUD. Like, remember MUDs?
1: Uh are oh, they like, multi-user dungeons. <laughs> I've read about yeah. them I've never played <laughs> them. <laughs> yep,
2: yep, yeah, yep. it's like really old, so like in the nineties or something, like um yeah, I think you did it from a mud and how people approach their play. But like even if you think about it now, like, um right, think like take D and D, right? Like
3: mm.
2: old D and D, like, you know, one or advanced or two or whatever it's called. And like that's like just combat, right? It's like basically just combat. Right? And even like now, like fifth edition D&D, like I would argue is still too combat heavy because that's me. But it's got heaps of stuff around the world building and story, right? Yep. And it's expecting that the GM will, will do that. So even that game has changed significantly yeah, right. in that period to be more suited to multiple player types as well, right? So it's had a, this kind of stuff has had huge impact on us as designers. Because before mm. this, like we didn't know that people... Play differently, really, like you did play testing, but this way it's like, oh look, most people fit in to one of these four categories when we're designing, we can look at these four quadrants and then we'll be capturing most thinking about most gamers
3: that's
4: cool how is, how's is the one that uh, got, I got caught on how is killers? a uh, a category of its own like it feels that feels so yeah zeroed
2: in it's, as opposed it's a to the bit like ones. specific as to what it means but yeah. what that i think what that means is the people who want to um do everything that is set for them
3: like i think <laughs> what's that's wrong the with type the word completionist who's like, <laughs> killers
2: well then there's achievers oh, okay. and the achievers right. are like they want the points
0: okay
1: well, again, I mean, this uh, like it says think, yeah. Yeah, the classification originally described players of uh, multiplayer online games, including muds and MMO RPGs. Though now it also refers to players of single-player video games. Yep. So, I mean, it depends on the. I guess it also depends on the context of the game. Is is also the uh, the label? You know what I mean? Like, if there's a game with no yeah. killing, it's probably killers isn't probably yeah. the right word.
2: Well, it says killers. Mm focus on competition with other players okay
0: yep Yep. 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 Okay. and prefer oh, fighting
2: them to see like um, AI
0: yeah see that's so they want to fight people because I yeah. hear that and I always play against AI I always go single player I never if I verse yeah. other people online I'm like uh <laughs> nah you'll just win
4: that's uh, I think everyone in the in the killer quadrant that's uh, Anakin at the end of episode <laughs> one with Palpatine being like what's your career of great interest <laughs> like what's going to happen to this kid oh, what would you is say a, is anybody
2: you're... here a socializer like is anybody here who is like obsessed with collaborative games and I
1: yeah I'd say things? I'd say socializers that's what I'd say yeah. I'd probably put myself in that
0: yeah cool
4: I mess up in front of people. I hate it. <laughs> I love socializing when games aren't involved and I'll watch someone else play a game, but playing a game with another person I gives me huge that. anxiety. Oh, wow. I
1: love it's that It's stressful, aspect.
2: isn't it? Because it, yeah. It, yeah.
1: you always build your own like narrative in a way yeah. when you're playing with, with other people. Like the... you know the camaraderie and like that kind of stuff and you can think back and be like oh we did that like and and it yeah
2: remember the time we yeah like i remember playing
1: i remember even playing like you know battlefield when i was a kid with like my brother and we used to play and you know we'd have these moments in the game that i still remember from that wow and it's it's just a it's a thing that you do of like team it's like a team bonding thing and yeah you get to write your own narrative and have you know memories shared memories over that which was cool Oh that's cool. Yeah. Remember the My time I drove the plane before? to the
4: pole? <laughs> that's,
1: you know, it literally was like I remember he, you know, parachuted like from this plane, like took over this base with just a handgun. It was just like <laughs> wow. things like oh, that. It's a war story. <laughs> it's a war story that's yeah, yeah, in yeah. a video game. <laughs>
0: Uh, man what's everyone else that
2: is too like when we grew up, like if mm. you know those of us who grew up in lands like dragging our pcs to lands are more socializers sort
1: oh yeah, I loved the good man party when I was younger. oh yeah so that good. was good yeah <laughs> amazing i I hosted a few
2: <laughs> that I mean that it's
4: it's it's indicative I guess of what kind of thing you player type you turn out to be because I as a full um my cousins would never let me play mm. with them. Um, like to the point it would give me anxiety. My I like, I'd go over to my uncle and auntie's place and they'd be like, go upstairs and play with your cousins. And I'd be like, I really don't want to. I want to stay here with the adults. And I'd go up and all they would do is just make fun of me or something like that. And then I couldn't oh. play with them. And then if for the rare occasion they did, they would just like abuse me. If I like, and I, this is like, I don't know, mm. I'm like six years old, four, five, six. So like, I hated the idea of playing with people. And then growing up, none of my friends had video games or anything like that. So I never played Multiplayer pe- games. I think I got, for my birthday one year, I got like Halo 2 multiplayer map pack. I'm like, I've never played this game. I can't even, I can't use this. <laughs> like, I don't know anyone who plays Halo. Yeah. So I hate multiplayer games to this day. Like, I yeah, hate well. them. It's already, it, 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 like, it, it brings out a visceral reaction <laughs> out of me. Like, I will watch someone play a game and I'll talk to you, but I hate people watching me play games and I hate playing games with
0: people. Hey, so our question for this week is who's willing, <laughs> who in the audience is willing to play Halo 2 multiplayer with Alex? <laughs> I'll play that with the Alex. <laughs> uh,
2: I'll bring my I want I want, I want, I want you all to do the vital um, quiz before next time.
0: Yeah, yeah that would won. be awesome. <laughs> yeah, actually, can people just do it and like post their results, like what yes. they are yeah, in the chat?
2: Yeah, we should do that. that that's, that's cool. That
0: would be awesome. Actually, speaking of which, we should
4: list off what the uh, the uh, community results were from the yeah, last sure. one. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about the educational games last time. So the the thing we posed to the uh, to the um, to the AGD uh, Discord members was: What things have you learned from video games better than you learned via formal education? Um, Artemis says definitely problem solving skills. Games like Portal and Ratchet and Clank. Uh, that was gravity clank 3 that i played growing up were really useful in learning visualization and problem solving much more so than formal education which often has you solve things one way instead of trying a bunch of different things to find a solution that works for you um that's very true i think we mm-hmm. we were talking about that as well um how yeah you that's something you like to say Susie, that that um you know formal education doesn't like like high school education doesn't let you um be wrong like you have to be right there's only one way one answer, and it doesn't really explore the idea of trial and error. Yeah. Um, Kathy said that computers are heartless. Uh, no matter how many times you try or how hard you try, they will prevent you from progressing until you use the perfect incantation. Not a bad life
0: lesson to learn early. Oh, that's the exact opposite of the one you just said before. About yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
4: Emma said, uh, very little answer. I remember when I started studying chemistry at uni and there were a lot of processes and techniques that I picked up faster than most of my peers and no one ever knew it was because I'd already broadly interacted with them on my friend's highly modded Minecraft server. Uh, Awesome. More generally, I was one of those designated smart kids as I suspect many people here would have been. So there was always a lot of pressure and expectation of success. School taught me that Getting higher marks was important. Celeste taught me that sometimes falling over and over again is okay. Yeah, that's cool. And then lastly, um, Adrian Impidovo, Impo. Um, he said, does type race account, typing speed, yeah. plus accuracy, improved tenfold using that. I tried it again last week after ages and it
0: asked me to play again to verify I wasn't <laughs> cheating. <laughs> I love that It's like are you using a, An aim bot Except for typing yeah. <laughs> I've been banned From the typing game Yeah,
1: Typing of the dead That was <laughs> such an awesome game Did you ever play that? I heard a about zombie. it ah.
0: I, Zombie game I played uh, Maths Invaders Which is the one Where you had to Figure out the math equations Like I'm talking like Six take three And then type three yeah. And then it would shoot the bullet At the space invader <laughs> <laughs>
1: Those are cool concepts. It's literally yeah. like here's a thing to do. Do it, and then it, it. It's so weird. You type to to do some like something in the game, like shoot something or shoot a bullet. Like what a stranger uh, interaction. Look,
0: people have been trying mm. to work out educational games for a while. Yeah. <laughs> we're get we're yeah. getting better.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: Mm. Do the
4: opposite. If you don't type fast enough, we'll shoot something. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's like actually Baldi's good Basics motivation, isn't it?
2: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Alex, hey. you should play Baldi's Basics.
0: <laughs> Baldi's Basics, what's that?
2: Mm, no, you should play it. It's free. Uh-huh. A PC, I think. Uh,
0: is it should, is it safe for me if to you Google? You don't
2: play. You sh- <coughs> yes.
0: Okay. Baldi. Hey.
2: I'm not sure you want to, but oh, yes, you should. I, you should I
0: recognize play. that image. Parody mm-hmm. horror game. Interesting.
2: Bodies, Basics, Basics, and Education and Nerding. That's me. <laughs> I'm just prepping oh, you for that
4: video. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm definitely looking this up. That is you a scary, have to. dude.
2: Yes, it is. So.
4: <laughs> um, but I, I, think, I think you did touch on a good community poll for this week. What was it? It was...
0: Uh, take take uh, the quiz that Susie was talking about uh, Susie, uh well, we'll post a link. What? But Susie, uh, where can? What should we Google in case we can't find the link?
2: Um, Bartle. So B-A-R-T-L-E.
0: Yep.
2: Player types.
0: Player types. Yes. Yeah, so figure out mm-hmm. your player type or which character from Friends you are, and post it <laughs> in the AGD Discord. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it next time. What kind of players we have out there? I'm a Marcel. Mm. Marcel's the monkey right from friends I'll be the monkey yeah someone's the the naked guy that works out in the apartment across the street <laughs> on the other apartment <laughs>
2: you know but Ross was always my least favourite no and then the other day someone said I became Ross and I'm like super upset by that I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> just saying
3: the
4: dinosaur just because I work at no, a uni the,
2: I'm not Ross <laughs>
4: Oh, we left. John's, John John's going to find out. John's
2: going to find out which yeah. friend's character yeah. Ross. He just didn't want to tell uh, me it was Ross. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, on that, let's call it. That's uh, oof, nearly two hours. Good, good haul. Good hustle, everyone. Great hustle. And uh, find out what happened to John. But until then, on the next episode of, um, <laughs> on the next episode of Cafe Find out what happened.